Hi, I'm Leslie Kane. I'm executive editor of Medscape's Business of Medicine. EHRs have become a large part of physicians' lives, and attesting for meaningful use is a major activity lately. One component of meaningful use is having a certified EHR, but there's a lot of confusion about the relationship between EHR certification and meaningful use, and there's confusion about what physicians need to do in order to attest for meaningful use. So to clarify some of these issues and discuss this further, we're here with Dr. Karen Bell, who is chair of the Certification Commission for Health Information Technology, CCHIT, and this was one of the first organizations to certify EHRs. Hi, Karen. Thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Leslie. It's truly a pleasure to be here with you. So um, for an EHR to be certified, that basically means that the EHR has to be able to do certain things, but meaningful use has more to do with how a physician uses the EHR. Now, has that caused a degree of confusion among users? I think that the entire program can be quite confusing because there are certain expectations that physicians have for, for everything from certification all the way up to the payment mechanisms. And until they really understand what this entire program is about, soup to nuts, so to speak, certification to payment, um, they are unlikely to be able to actually get to that attestation piece. So right now, I think that's probably best described by the fact that probably 50% of physicians who could be applying for meaningful use and have registered to do so but only about 20% have actually gotten to the attestation point. Mm. So are there some key areas that you've noticed or heard of people having more trouble understanding than others? Exactly. I think the certification is probably one of the biggest areas. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that, in general, most physicians are board certified these days. So to go through that certification process means you study tremendously and you truly become an expert in your field. So this expectation that there is some sort of an expert review of an electronic health record that will meet all of your needs in the clinical setting is out there. However, mm -hmm. the ONC certification process by federal law is limited to only what's necessary to meet the meaningful use measures. Mm -hmm. So the EHRs that are certified just to meaningful use may not meet all of their expectations. So that's one of the problems. The other problem is, is that there are a number of different certification programs mm -hmm. out there. And that's probably the biggest issue. Um, and so that's been quite confusing for a lot of the physicians as well. So we have these two prongs that they're sort of caught between at the moment. So the ONC, the Office of the National Coordinator for Healthcare Information Technology, has set certain standards for certifying an EHR. And there are about five groups in addition to yourself that are certifying EHRs. I understand CCHIT has two sets of criteria for certifying an EHR. What are the different sets of criteria and what do they mean to physicians and users? Well, we ab absolutely have two very different programs. We do the work that ONC has requested that we do, and we also certify EHRs to a very different set of criteria that have been developed by over 300 specialists, subject matter experts in the field, to better meet the needs of, of clinical care. 
So our own programs not only do ambulatory EHRs and, and inpatient EHRs with that very specific mission of consumer protection, patient protection, um, but we also do specialty EHRs, such as cardiology, women's health, dermatology, a few others. Um, and again, those programs incorporate the integration that we believe is necessary that clinicians use. These programs also include some testing for usability. And we do not offer final certification unless the product is actually in use in the clinical setting, as opposed to something that's just been developed and has never actually been used. So again, we have this very intensive program that we certify to, um, based on our own criteria, again, developed by the subject matter experts, um, which a number of people believe is a fairly high bar. And uh, we also certify to the government's criteria where there is a mission of both limiting to the federally necessary meaningful use and of stimulating innovation so that that would allow a lot more products to come to the market. And the bottom line here is that there are a 1,000 ambulatory EHR products available right now under the government's program. 600 of them are complete EHRs, 400 are modules. It's the kind of the Wild West again out there for the Interesting. physicians. Interesting. Interesting. Now, I understand uh, we talked a little bit, and you said some ways that EHRs can be certified is that individual modules may be certified, and so that way the EHR will be certified, but it's possible that the modules ultimately won't all work together, and so possibly physicians are not aware this could happen. So what is this about? How can this happen, and how do you guard against it? Well, you know, when you start thinking about, again, the goals of the programs, Mm -hmm. um, CCHIT's goal in our own programs was as I've mentioned before, make sure this works for patient care. Mm-hmm. So clearly, if it's going to work for patient care, all the bits and pieces have to work together. Mm-hmm. The real goals of the ONC program were twofold. One, to do the meaningful use measures, mm-hmm. but the second one was to stimulate innovation. Um, the CCHIT program was thought by some to be too high a bar so that a lot of the new up-and-coming companies felt that in order to really meet all the criteria that we had developed mm-hmm. um, was more above and beyond what, what they wanted to do in the market. Uh, so this new program that's come out, the ONC program, mm-hmm. was based on modules, meaning that every single criteria could, could constitute one module. Mm-hmm. You could get an EHR that had all the criteria in it, mm-hmm. but you could also put together a dozen different pieces of technology, mm-hmm. each one with a different set of criteria in it. But there was no guarantee that they all could integrate. That responsibility mm-hmm. goes to the doc mm-hmm. or the hospital. They have to either pay about $5,000 per interface mm-hmm. to knit all this together. Right or they have to be pretty facile of doing this themselves. Mm-hmm. And frankly, not a whole lot of docs up there well, are. Well, I could see why that would be a problem area for a lot of people. Now, Medscape recently had a survey. It showed 48% of physicians who had EHRs said that they expected that a testing for meaningful use would either be difficult or very difficult. Are they right? 
Well, it depends on where they start from. <laughs> I think that if they're starting from paper, it's going to be extraordinarily difficult, and they probably will not be able to do it without help. There is a program, the Regional Extension Center program, it's called, that the federal government offers um, to a limited number of physicians to get that help. There are delivery systems that offer that support to a lot of their, their physicians and providers. But to do it alone, to go through the whole process of deciding what you want, mm -hmm. how it will work in your practice, what it's going to cost, getting all the right hardware, redesigning your office, not just in terms of changing how it's set physically, mm -hmm. but also redesigning everyone's job descriptions, is a huge piece of work. So to truly get from paper to meaningful use is extraordinarily difficult. Once you've done all of that, then you have to tr also make sure that there are other systems in place in order to achieve meaningful use. You have to be able to share information with another physician or with the health department. So all of these pieces have to come together, and that's why it's so difficult. Many physicians have already attested for stage one meaningful use, and now in 2014, stage two meaningful use comes up. What does that mean for the physicians who have attested and for physicians in general? To be very honest, Leslie, we don't know because the final rule isn't out yet. Mm -hmm. There was a proposed rule that was out some time ago. Actually, it came out at the end of February. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of public comment on that. And it's come from very large organizations like the American Medical Association, and it's come from individuals. Mm -hmm. um, so that what we actually were going to see in stage for the 2014 edition um, is still behind wraps. But having said that and having seen what has been proposed, there's no question that stage two is going to raise the bar even higher. And it does it primarily by focusing in two areas. One of them is health information exchange. Mm -hmm. So there's are going to be requirements for far more in the way of health information exchange. Um, and secondly, in the area of patient engagement, so that physicians will have to be communicating more with their patients, will have to be providing more information to their patients, and in many ways will be held accountable for their patients' actions. So there's a lot of pushback on that also. That's mm -hmm. one of the reasons I think a lot of physicians feel it's going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. Do you have any sense of when the final rule might be out? Uh, it's been promised by the end of summer. Okay. So we all know the end of summer is the, about the third week of September. Mm -hmm. But who knows? We could get a surprise. Okay, well, we will all be waiting for that. Yes. Now, I understand a new edition of certification criteria will come out this summer. Mm -hmm. So what's different about it, and how does it affect the fact that plenty of doctors and practices already have their EHR? Well, it's, um, uh, it's always a difficult situation because the timing is such that the criteria will come out, the organizations that will be certifying the 2014 edition mm -hmm. have to start immediately going through the process. Well, actually, let me backtrack for a moment. The criteria come out, then all of the developers that are out there, do you have any idea how many ambulatory EHRs have been certified already for the first edition? How many is that? 
600 complete EHRs mm -hmm. plus another 400 mm -hmm. modules. So we're talking about a thousand, just on the ambulatory side, mm -hmm. pieces of technology that will either have to be updated or will go under one way or another. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of work that these developers are going to have to do mm -hmm. to the new edition. Then the bodies that do the certification will have to start certifying. Mm -hmm. And I honestly don't see that these are going to be on the market much before the early part of 2013. Well, it seems there's just a ton of activity in this area between the certifications and you know, stages of meaningful use. It's really very puzzling for a lot of people. What advice would you have for physicians who are considering purchasing an EHR, working with an EHR? What would you say to them? Well, again, it depends on where they are right now. If they are going, you know, obviously if they don't have an EHR, they're going to start at stage one. Mm -hmm. And I would like to make one really important point, and that is that there is no connection between the stage of meaningful use and your certification edition. Mm -hmm. So that in January of 2014, a physician will have to have EHRs that are certified to the 2014 edition of criteria, whether they are going to do stage one or stage two of meaningful use. Mm -hmm. Before 2014, they can do stage one or stage two right. again, but they can be using the 2011 edition. So it really re will require a lot of, frankly, business planning to think through when is the best time to move into a 2014 edition. Mm -hmm. If you don't have an EHR right now, you might want to wait until January mm -hmm. because then you will have an edition that will be good for a while. Right. If um, you do have one already and it's, it's already certified, you'll want to make sure that it's updated and upgraded. So you better get with your vendor mm -hmm. right now in order to get on the game plan or their game plan for updating your EHRs. Interesting. Anything else, any other aspects that they should pay attention to? You think we've covered it? Well, I think we covered the certification pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, I think it will still be confusing for a while. Um, one, of the, one of the areas that a number of us are concerned about, as I mentioned before, on the ambulatory side, there are 600 products out there. Mm -hmm. Not all of them have been used in attestation. So it's unclear what the market's going to do with all of these products going forward, whether, in fact, even all of them are going to go to the 2014 mm -hmm. edition whether they're going to be viable long-term. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's um, still pretty much a buyer-beware environment. So the more information you can get, the more you can keep up with everything by the, mm -hmm. through the websites, the better off you'll be. Thanks, Karen, so much for taking the time to be with us today and giving us all your insights and this terrific information. Thank you, Leslie. It was truly a pleasure. So we're very grateful to Dr. Bell for spending time with us and clarifying a lot of important issues. I'm Leslie Kane. Thank you for joining us.